7 o'clock. Good morning, pile. Jim and cake today. Buckeye boys still vacationing. In beautiful St. Martin's. Never been there, but I've seen pictures. Looks like an absolutely spectacular place. Oh, for sure. It's Buckeye and his bride celebrate their, their honeymoon, but also uh, his 40th birthday as well. And his journey into adulthood. Finally. Finally, after all these years. it's I'm still waiting to complete mine. Someday, maybe. Same here. Yeah. So, Cars uh, Tunner? I guess, well, let's lead with that this morning. Yeah, so... You're the one who found this on Twitter, so please go ahead. Yeah, so about 10, 11 hours ago, Cars Tunner posted to Twitter a rather cryptic tweet of... Uh, it's a photo of him walking away, kind of uh, a little solemn, a little uh, somber. On the sidelines at Stoker. On the sidelines at Stoker. And it says, CMU, thank you. Now, the photo is not in black and white, so we know he's not retiring. No. But it is in color, which means he's probably in the transfer portal. Now, I'm basing this off of... Again, it's a rather vague, cryptic tweet. But if this is the last we've seen of Karst Hunter in a Mavericks uniform, we wish him the best of luck going forward. And, you know, this season, I think, a little disappointing for Mavericks fans. It didn't turn out the way that we wanted it to. But I think part of that was just, you know, Karst had... The injury late in the year, and it's a new coaching staff, and there's adjustments to be made, and you got to kind of relearn how to work together. So we'll see, you know, and maybe he is retiring, or maybe he's going to play baseball or something. <laughs> I we don't, don't know. We don't know. We 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 just don't know. And. I don't want to write too much into this. But again, this is just me reading a follow-up tweet in regard to this whole thing. Mm-hmm. That Sabo Campbell, who's a wide receiver on the team, wrote, in four years I had six offensive coordinators and three head coaches. I wouldn't be here if I didn't love football, if I didn't love to compete. I'm not afraid of competition. It's who I am. Recruitment, 100% open. So, I'm trying to interpret that one, too. Is that, right. is Sabo Campbell himself looking to move on? I think he is. Is, cause I, I, is, there, is it a comment about being willing to compete? That, so, that he's, that Karst is leaving? Is that because of competition potential? This is all pure speculation on my part. This is not... Right. Any anything based in something that I know, just something that I'm observing, or is it a comment about cars transferring because maybe Gavin Herberg is now pushing him for the starting job? I'm not exactly sure how to interpret that. So I I might be able to help. <laughs> might. Okay, if you got some clarification on that. Well, so in in this day and age of social media and 
athletes, particularly college athletes. Recruitment 100% open tends to make me think that he's looking to leave. And that's generally what it is. Generally speaking, when a athlete says recruitment is open, that means that their recruitment of them is open so that, that coaches can recruit them to come to their program. And, and, and part of me thinks that, you know, the, the, when it comes to the, the comment about competition, because he, he mentions, and unfortunately I'm, I, I'm not finding the exact tweet that he posted, but from what you've described, it sounds like there is maybe a little bit of frustration at the multiple coaches. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But again, when he says recruitment open, that tends to make you think, lend yeah, itself that because I first read, I'm like, is it is it a commentary about? Hey, I'm. I'm I'm up for any competition, but the recruitment part does lend itself to make you think. Okay, that Sabo Campbell, Sebastian Campbell, like Karst Hunter, plans on leaving. Right. But in the case to Car- case of Karst Hunter, who was your Armac Freshman of the Year a couple seasons ago, and was also All Armac Honorable Mention, over four thousand yards passing in his career. Sabo Campbell does have another another tweet actually. Okay. Uh he said he's he quote tweeted Karst and said, Uh oh, one of the best D two QBs in the nation needs a new home. So there you go. I think that's all but confirmation right there. And like and I and I don't know if it's because he had the injury at the end of the season, he did not play in the last two games or didn't mm-hmm. uh, he didn't it was uh, Gavin Herberg. They got that opportunity to to go out and 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 play in those last two games, wins against Shattern State and also New Mexico Highlands, where he had eight touchdowns. Herberg did and two rushing touchdowns, eight passing, two rushing touchdowns. Was that the thing that the coaching staff said we really like what we're seeing? And from Gavin Herberg, kid they recruited well, they didn't previously recruited mm-hmm. out of Pine Creek. But they moved around some during the season. He played some right. safety, played a little receiver, and they were kind of you know, also slash role for for Gavin Herberg. That they liked what they saw with him running the offense, and said, "Look, it's going to be an open competition when spring rolls around and and into to the fall camp, and it's going to be wide open, and it's not going to be your job." Your job, you'll have to fight for your job, and, and Carstener maybe feels like he's put up numbers that, that, you know, for him that hey, look, what, look what I've done here, right? And I shouldn't have to compete for my job, and the coaching staff may feel otherwise about that. Tom Thanell, the OC, and Miles Coachaver, the head coach, and that he wants to go someplace else. Once again, pure speculation. Trying to read into tweets. Yeah, particularly when they're a little bit when they're cryptic. vague, vague and cryptic. When you put CMU, thank you, and it's you walking away. Eh, that, that, that's, that's a pretty. That's a fairly clear indication that that probably Carstunner is going to go play someplace else. Now, the the good news is it seems like for the most part, the majority of his teammates and even some former teammates seem very supportive. 
showing their love for Car Stunner. So it seems like if this is a split, it seems to be very amicable. It seems like this is something that. Well, and, yeah. and if Karst is leaving, and uh, I mean, what he wrote was 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 classy. Was not inflammatory. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. You would see him. You see him. You thank you. And and he has the he has the right to go play someplace else if he chooses to do so. It's not for sure. You know, he's been on our program. He's always been very gracious, and you know, I've been impressed to death with what I've seen from him. I mean, he's a guy that played quarterback in nine-man football and right. in South Dakota, was a wide receiver special teams guy at South Dakota State. Jermaine Jackson got him to come here. He was going to play receiver here. They liked what he, they saw in terms of, of his quarterbacking ability. And so they moved him to quarterback and turned out to be a heck of a move. It was, he won freshman of the year all all-RMAC. He was the you know the offensive player of the year, the offensive freshman of the year in twenty twenty one, and so, I mean from from that standpoint, when you look at it, that I mean, for Cars, to me, he's I think trying to handle this as as classy as possible, but I mean I think they also looked at Gavin Herberg who went twenty one of thirty two three forty two four touchdowns two picks in the win at Chadron State, and then he followed that up with the game at home that wild one against New Mexico Highlands. Oh, yeah. Where um, Gavin Herberg had a, a big game that day against the, the Cowboys. 325, four touchdowns. He also had a rushing touchdown. And 76 yards in the ground. And, and again, to stress the point, we don't know why he's transferring. We, we don't know. We're, the speculation is that because the way Gavin Herberg played at the end of the season that it's an open competition for the quarterback spot. I, I don't know. I mean, we just know well, that from from the tweet that he put out, it sure sounds like he's ready to move on. And Lord knows, for any athlete, and I, I, I can't speak greatly on this because I've never been a college athlete or an athlete at all, for that matter, but everything that I've heard from, from friends of mine who've played sports or have been athletes say that, you know, if there is an injury... It's the recovery physically is one thing, but the recovery mentally is another thing. And if you're dealing with an injury, especially late in the season, that's already not been going great, not going your way, mentally seems very taxing. And then this idea of a potential competition looming for your starting job on top of all of that is probably enough for someone like Karsteiner to say, you know what, I need to go somewhere to kind of clear my head. New start, fresh start. Maybe not. Maybe he's not even going anywhere for a guaranteed starting job. Maybe he just kind of wants to kind of get a, a new start and a fresh start in in some other location. Yeah, like I said, we we don't know what what the situation is. You know, and I'll give Karst a ton of credit. For when Tremaine Jackson left to go to Valdosta State, mm-hmm. that that Karst could have gone elsewhere at that point in time, and nobody would have blamed him. The guy that recruited him and and Braley Brown was also leaving. He's now over at CSU Pueblo, who was his offensive coordinator. That you you wouldn't have blamed Karst for going someplace else at that point in time. No, but he stayed here and stayed here and played for the for new coach Miles Coach Aver and Tom Thanell. and I, I give him a tremendous amount of credit for that. And now 
you know, for what you know, whatever the circumstances are, whether it's just he wants a fresh start, he was going to be challenged for the job by Gavin Herberg, and felt like you know that's once again I don't know if that's the case or not. That's just me speculating on the way Herberg played at the end of the season, right? And if you're Miles Cochaver and Tom Thanell, you go, Herberg played really well. And this guy's played quarterback. They they recruited him initially. They didn't, but obviously he's recruited by Russ Martin. He was he was a Russ Martin recruit, I believe, before Russ left. That sounds right. Because yeah. you have to factor in COVID and all that stuff. And so, and I think yeah, it would have been his. Fr- yeah, it would have been Russ and the Mavs part company, and then he, and then Train is here, and Herberg was here after recruited, I believe, by Russ Martin. If memory serves me correctly, on the the chronology of and that. I, I seem to recall in Russ Martin's last year, I think Herbert did get a little bit of time at quarterback. And I could be wrong. Right. And so he's a guy that's been around the program for a while. And so, I mean, that's all, all we all we can interpret is what we see on the text. He also has a follow-up. Kids love for a gift. For the game, kids' love for the game isn't a question. Okay, that's from a few days ago. Okay. I think I think that's in reference to because he's talking about is, it, is that about Sabo? It was t- he's talking about Sabo. Okay, he's 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 hyping up his boy. He's right. hyping up his his uh, yeah his team. And that's fine. That's and I and I wish if you know Sabo moves on, I wish him nothing but the best. You know, local kid played a Palisade. Yep. You know it's great when local guys stay at home and play. So anyway. Interesting developments the last day or so in regard to the Maverick football program with Cars Tunner. Guy that put up some very impressive numbers during his uh, couple of seasons as a Maverick starting quarterback. So, text or call us today, 970-242-1340. Mark Johnson normally joins us at 720. He is in Eugene, Oregon for the Buffs and the Ducks tonight. So, he's going to join us later on this morning right around 830. Plus, we'll have some Maverick basketball talk today. With uh, Taylor Wagner at 8:20 and Mike DeGeorge at 9:40, as the Mavericks get ready for Western Colorado University, uh, both teams uh, taking losses Tuesday night at Westminster. So uh, we'll have that coming up later on this morning as well. And we also continue our um, our, our preview of the uh, Fruit of Monument High School. Their uh, Hall of Fame inductions coming up February 7th. Some of the folks that'll be going into that Hall of Fame, uh, Rich Paris who played on the 1966 state uh, championship uh, football team at Fruita High School before it became Fruita Monument. He had four interceptions in the state championship game. Wow. And uh, was also a tremendous running back for them. Full disclosure, he is my first cousin. So uh, <laughs> so uh, Rich Paris will be joining us around 9 o'clock this morning to talk about his induction. Uh, of course, went in with the 66 football team. Rich is going in as an individual into the, uh, the Fruita Monument slash Fruita, or should say Fruita, slash Fruita Monument uh, Athletic Hall of Fame. All right, so uh, text or call us, 970-242-1340. Jim along with Cake today. We'll have uh, Who Is It? Pile's favorite game to play on a Thursday. Coming up later on in the 8 o'clock hour. It's time right now to get you the latest with What's Happening? And it's brought to you by our friends over at ComWest. Yes, ComWest, if you're looking to upgrade your phone system, if you're looking for someone to to help with cybersecurity, 
They're your technology partner at ComWest. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. So it's, if it's surveillance, backup, and disaster recovery, cybersecurity, new phone system like we have here, thanks to the folks at ComWest, Nathan and the good folks at ComWest. Give them a call today at ComWest. They can solve a lot of your technology problems, 970-242-8142. It's 970-242-8142 for our friends over at ComWest. All right, lead things off with the Nuggets last night. The Nuggets on the road at Milwaukee, back-to-back. After, of course, getting the win against the New Orleans Pelicans the night before, where Nikola Jokic, another triple-double, hit the game-winning shot against the Pelicans the night before. But last night, no Nikola Jokic or Jamal Murray in the Nuggets' 107-99 to loss in Milwaukee Wednesday night. Jokic set out the second night of a back-to-back with hamstring tightness, with Murray setting out for knee maintenance. Denver is also without starters. Contavious Caldwell-Pope with a wrist injury, and Michael Porter Jr. out for the personal reasons we assume are connected to his brother, and the horrible vehicular uh, death, the homicide that occurred over in Denver uh, that involved his brother. Nuggets forward Aaron Gordon led the way with a double-double of 26 points and 13 rebounds. Bucks star Giannis Antetokounmpo exploded for 33 points in the win. Former Avs forward Matt Nieto is back in a Colorado sweater after the Avs traded for the veteran Wednesday night. Colorado gets Nieto and defenseman Ryan Merkley in a trade with San Jose. The Avs send forward Martin Kaut and uh, defenseman Jacob McDonald in the deal to uh, the Sharks. Nieto spent four seasons with Colorado, recorded 81 points from 2017 to 2020. He scored eight goals this season for the Sharks. As the search for the next head coach of the Broncos continues, there's some speculation that the longer the process drags on, the less likely it'll be that uh, that they'll be able to land Sean Payton. That begs the question, who's next? And one name that could be in the mix is 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans. Ryans would not be eligible for an interview this week since San Francisco's in the NFC Championship game, but Mile High Sports Radio's Cody York thinks Ryans is a hot commodity. I would even say that he's probably the hottest head coaching name in this coaching cycle right now, right? That's not named Sean Payton. You know, while Sean Payton is the hot commodity, D'Amico Ryans has to prove that he's worth a team giving him a chance to be a first-time head coach. You can follow Broncos coaching search coverage right here on the Team Sports Network. Could Colorado Mesa quarterback Carson Tunner be hitting the transfer portal? In a post on Twitter to his account, the redshirt junior posted a picture of him in his Mavericks uniform walking away and writing, CMU, thank you. The transfer from South Dakota State was the Armac Offensive Freshman of the Year in 2021 and also honorable mention all Armac that season. He threw for 4,627 yards and 33 touchdowns in his career to go along with 728 rushing yards and 14 touchdowns. Hunter set out the last two games of the season with an injury, with backup Gavin Herberg getting wins against Shadron State in New Mexico Islands. Herberg threw for eight touchdowns and had two rushing touchdowns in those wins. Also, it looks like on Twitter that uh, former Palisade Bulldog Sebastian Campbell, Mavericks wide receiver, is also going to hit the transfer portal as well. In a rematch of last year's 4A state tournament, the Central Warriors boys basketball team heads to Palisade to face the Bulldogs. Palisade beat Central 49-32 to in the first round of last year's state tournament. The 11-3 Warriors are coming off a 62-38 to win Tuesday over Grand Junction, and Coach John Sedanich says it'll be a quick turnaround against a rested and prepared Bulldogs team. I know Corey's had, you know, four practices to prepare for us, so... I'm sure he'll have something in store for us. So just going to have to go out and, you know, be able to make adjustments as we go. And 
Luke Fay leads 8-8 Palisade in scoring rebounding this season. Central and Palisade girls tip it off at 5.30. The boys at 7 o'clock tonight at Palisade. And on the team tonight, University of Colorado men's basketball buffs are at Oregon. Pre-game at 6.30 with Mark Johnson. And we'll be talking to Mark in the 8 o'clock hour this morning right around 8.30. And that's a look at... What's happening? All right, and what's happening brought to you by our friends at ComWest. Looking for a new phone system or security help, uh, cybersecurity, uh, surveillance as well, and network support. Give ComWest a call today, 970-242-8142. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll dive into the Nuggets losing last night. And Nicole Jokic out with the hamstring tightness. And you had Jamal Murray out with the knee maintenance. You know, does this kind of fall into the load management category? Because uh, Charles Barkley has expressed some thoughts about that. Oh, has he now? And Steve Kerr has as well. So uh, the coach Mm. of the Golden State Warriors. So we'll uh, dive into some of those topics next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Craptastic. Not just crap. The team presents the Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back, 724. Jim along with Cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. So, uh, Karst Hunter tweeting out, of course, Maverick quarterback that uh, looks like he is leaving the Maverick football program. I reached out to Miles Coach Haver just to see if Miles wants to comment on it. Certainly, if he doesn't, that's that's understandable, but uh, it, it looks like Karst Hunter is probably transferring. Gavin Herberg. Of course, played the last two games, started the last two games, played brilliantly, played really, really well. Mm-hmm. Eight touchdowns through the air, a couple of rushing touchdowns, and wins against Chadron State on the road at Chadron State. Never an easy place to get a win. And no. Against a pretty good New Mexico Islands football team at home and a wild shootout in that final game of the regular season. So I uh, can offer up some thoughts on that today. Text call us, 970-242-1340. Nuggets last night. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'll give the Nuggets a look, I'm like Michael Malone on this. I'm gonna give the Nuggets a lot of credit. They they didn't have well Nikola Jokic is there in street clothes. Look at good looking uh, outfit he had on last night. He's a very he dresses very well. Dresses sharp. He's dapper. Yes, very much so. But Nicola was in street clothes. Jamal Murray, same situation. Nicola with the hamstring tightness as they were calling it, which caused him to miss a couple of games prior to the return against New Orleans the night before. Right. Jamal Murray, what they're calling knee maintenance because of the knee surgery, the ACL surgery that he had. It sounds like something like a car. I know. I'm going to take it in for some knee maintenance. Hey, i got to take my uh, Honda in for some <laughs> knee maintenance here. I'll be gotta, back. Got to tighten up a couple things. Use a little WD-40, loosen it up. And then Contavious Caldwell-Pope is out of the wrist injury. Michael Porter Jr., not with the team right now because of what happened with his brother right. and the horrible, terrible car accident, the vehicular homicide charges against Michael Porter Jr.'s brother, uh, Coben, uh, over in Denver. So he was not, so you're, you're missing 
all these starters, and you're yeah, not. And, that's, that's four of your five. Starters yeah, four of right your there. five guys, with the exception of Aaron Gordon, who was great last night. Aaron Gordon double double, twenty six points, thirteen rebounds. But you're going up against Milwaukee, one of the best teams in the East. Yeah, and one of the best players in the league, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, who a huge night last night, thirty three points. He was at the foul line; it seemed like nonstop last night. And and the Nuggets lose at Milwaukee, but I mean. I got what your tone where you're going. It's like, oh, they lose 107-99. You never but like to see them lose. But considering who didn't play last night, right? Um, I'm I'm with Michael Malone on this one. I'm I'm damn proud of the Nuggets because I mean they they hung in there against Giannis in a full strength Milwaukee Bucks basketball team and didn't just get absolutely ran off the floor. Something we were talking with Katie Wingy about yesterday uh, was that the you know these are back to backs. You're probably not going to see a, a guy like a Jamal Murray playing in a back to back with how they're treating his knee injury. Same thing because he has actually he's played in a couple already. Right, and and so for and particularly with Nicola with this hamstring thing. You know, yes, he got a triple-double against New Orleans, so you're going, all right, cool, let's let him rest while we, you know, make sure that he, we don't overdo anything with the hamstring. Let him rest and basically just kind of go in to this Bucks game going, look, we're down four of our starters, we're down a couple of guys on our bench too, because I don't think Bones Highland was in either. Uh, Bones did play last night. Bones, okay. Bones scored 15 last night. Then, oh, he's been kind of dealing with some stuff. Yeah. I think a hand injury of some sort. Um, But again, you know, you're down most of your starters. You're going up against, like you said, one of the best players in the league, not named Joker, and that's Giannis. You've got a full-strength Milwaukee team. They've got championship aspirations. A win against a full-strength Nuggets team, I think, would have probably been a better feeling for Milwaukee, but you know they're happy with the win, and I think the Nuggets, like Michael Malone has said, happy with the performance. You never want to see a team lose, but at least you kept it competitive. And I think this more than anything speaks to just how important Aaron Gordon has become to this basketball team. Absolutely, I mean his development and finding kind of his his place in this lineup has been huge. And you know, last night played 37 minutes, 26 points. Had to, I believe I said 13 rebounds. He had 14 rebounds last night, selling them uh, short here uh, by 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 a board. And you know, the bench was really good last night. Uncle Jeff, Jeffy Green, 11 points last night. Ish Smith had 10 points. Bones Highland had 15. I mean, the the bench really was the reason they stayed in that game with Milwaukee last night. And after the game. Little post Malone for you, Michael Malone. Obviously, don't like to lose, but Michael Malone pretty darn impressed with how his guys played last night, considering who was not available last night for the Nuggets. You know, uh, as I told our players, um, for us where we're at, there's never any moral victories. Uh, but with that being said, um, I couldn't be more proud of our group. Um, second night of a tough back-to-back, um, four starters out. And I felt we gave that team everything that they could handle. Uh, we didn't play perfect, too many turnovers, uh, struggled to make shots tonight. When we've beaten this team in this building, we've made a lot of threes tonight. That wasn't the case. But um, as a head coach, 
KD asked me for, uh, before the game, what am I looking for? Fight, compete, give ourselves a chance. And we did that tonight. So uh, I applaud our guys' effort and uh, for playing the way we played. Uh, I thought Aaron Gordon was tremendous tonight. You know, uh, this is a game where uh, he would just went out there 26 points, 13 rebounds, and just, I thought, left everything he had on the floor. Uh, but you look up and down the line, starters, bench, everybody contributed. Uh, just a, a rough night offensively for us against a very good defensive team, but uh, very, very proud to be the head coach of this team. All right, there's some Post Malone, Michael Malone for you. Nuggets losing last night to the Bucks in Milwaukee, 107-99. Nikola Jokic went out, did do the shoot-around, then uh, felt like probably wasn't a good idea to go last night or right. a precautionary thing. Jamal Murray, as we mentioned, the knee maintenance. So trying to manage his minutes a little bit because of the obviously the very serious knee injury that he had and then right. surgery on his ACL. I don't I don't do either one of those things fall into the classic load management though. Because no. both guys kind of were you know, they're they're dealing with injuries. You know, if Nicola if it was a playoff game, Nicola probably would have played. Murray definitely would have played if right. it's a playoff game. I don't know if that necessarily falls into that category. But load management has become an issue. Anytime it's like you have two the two stars out, right? You're immediately going, okay. Well, it's you know, it doesn't seem it's things they probably if they had to play, they could have played, and that right, and and that leads to the discussion about load management, where Charles Barkley was on a program the other day. He's not a fan of it. Quote. I'm going to clean it up here. Oh, boy. I cannot wait for these owners to put their foot in the backsides uh-huh. in their backsides in this next CBA. First of all, it's embarrassing for the for the NBA, and I cannot wait for these owners to do what I just said uh, in the next CBA. These dudes are going to do something to these players. They're going to be like, wait a minute, you can't, you can't make $50 million and not play half the season. Now you're just slapping me in the face, taking my check twice a month. I see guys... They got a sore hip or something. I'm like, everybody is sore in the NBA after 20, 30, 40 games. It's going to be very interesting in the next CBA because billionaires always win against millionaires, and I think those owners are going to try to do something. If you listen to Barkley there, Nicola and Jamal fit into what he's talking about. Right. <laughs> and and because mm, load management is one thing. The superstars of the NBA have definitely taken advantage of this load management thing, particularly on back-to-backs. And this, to me, feels like more of a precautionary decision on the part of, like, Michael Malone, for example. Particularly with Jamal Murray, because Jamal Murray took a very long time to recover from a very devastating ACL knee injury. So any time that's, hey, it's a knee, you know, there's always going to be right. a little bit of tepidness with Jamal Murray. Right, and I don't think it falls in the same situation as Kawhi Leonard. Paul George apparently seems to now be following Kawhi Leonard's. Right. I'm only going to play in 60 games at the most, probably less in a season, that Kawhi Leonard has kind of become – the poster boy, if you will, of of load management. Load, right. You know, and Steve Kerr, the Warriors, thinks that season should be cut down to 72 games. A lot of people think that. Except the owners. Because you want you want the money. You, you want, want 
the games and you, you want, want butts and seats. You want the revenue. And so it's uh, Barkley's probably right that there's going to be some hard conversations about players and load management in the next collective bargaining agreement. All right, Miles Cochaver is going to join us in about five minutes. So Maverick football coach going to talk about the, the news with Karst Hunter. So right now, let's get to sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. At any point in time, a game might be stopped for a number of reasons. Injury, there's a streaker on the field, a cat on the field. This one might be one of the all-time interruptions. We go to coverage of Loyola Chicago and Duquesne announcers Tim Benz and Ellis Cannon. Loyola would take over 10 minutes before we get a stoppage, and we've got an official's timeout. Somebody came on the floor on the far side looking for an Uber Eats delivery or something there. He's carrying some McDonald's. Oh, this has to be one of the all-time I'm greats. actually not kidding. No, I, no, I this think, is the I truth. think that's what's happening. This guy's in the corner. looked like he – was he going to deliver the, the McDonald's to somebody on the court? Can we rule that out? He's a, <laughs> I mean, I think that's an Uber Eats sticker. Is that I, what that is? I'm trying to get confirmation. Uh, Uber yeah. Eats, yes. Maybe I'll put my hand up. I'm getting a little hungry. You can bring it over here. So we saw the stoppage. The, the man was ushered. Let's see if we can see this. No, this is going to be the turnover in the there corner. He there, right there, there he is. There he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this a, guy is actually, who's he delivering it to? The ref. The, the, the ref said later. Give it to me later. Not I mean, now. Philip Alston's done a lot. I didn't think he needed a Big Mac for sustenance in the middle of the game. I know, but I'm not, well, the official out there, Tim, he, he distanced him like, I didn't say now. Here we oh, go. We got oh, it. oh, oh, oh we've got it. the delivery. This is, this is an actual story. This is breaking news. for. The, look at this. Look at this. He's still looking. This guy thinks he's going to get a tip. Why aren't they getting that guy off the floor? <laughs> he literally, if go watch the video. He's. It's not even like he's like on the side where there's no action going. He walked into the middle of the play on the side <laughs> of the court. Like he almost caught the pass in the corner, just holding the bag of McDonald's like, I'm here for Uber Eats delivery. What do, what do you guys? What do you guys order this? Go watch the video. It I'll is, have to check it it's out. It's hilarious. That's pretty good. All right, Miles Cochaver, Cotter Mesa football coach, joins us next on the Jim Davis Show. We're gonna be here a while. Would you like to talk? Talk to me. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Get in the huddle with Colorado Mesa football coach Miles Kochever on the team. With us right now on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast team phone line, Miles Kochever, coach of the Maverick football team. Good morning, Miles. Hey, morning, fellas. How are you guys? Doing well, doing well. Uh, I appreciate you hopping on with us this morning. Uh, Cars Tunner with the, the tweet, the picture of him in his Maverick uniform, walking away on the sidelines at Stoker saying, CM, or CMU, thank you. We have to interpret that as that he plans on leaving. I guess, if you can, shed some light on on the situation for your quarterback, whether he's still your current quarterback or he's now your former quarterback. Well, you know, this whole thing, Jim, as you go through it, and, and, and Cars was in a, in a special situation because he's done a great job and been able to come up and, and, and set himself up for graduation this coming May. So, you know, through this break and since the season ended, me and him have had a lot of conversations about 
what that means. And, you know, I think his value on the program and what we're trying to do here, uh, he understood that and he understands that, you know, the guys that are going to be here and are committed all the way have to be able to take the reps here through this, um, this spring to make us continue to move in the right direction. You know, so as we go through this, you know, Carson's had a, a tough decision. And, and with his graduation and everything that's going on, you know, he's looking to try to get a little bit closer to home and, and kind of see what happens. So, you know, we've still got a couple things uh, to work out. But as of right now, you know, he's going to probably explore a little bit and, and see where that takes him, Jim. And certainly, I mean, with with what he wrote, I, I think it's, you know, he, he appreciates what's been the opportunity to play for Colorado Mesa after he was at South Dakota State, actually played in the FCS championship game on, on special teams, wide receiver before coming here when uh, your predecessor, Tremaine Jackson, was the head coach. And I guess, was it going to be a case where, because of what you saw from Gavin Herberg the last two games, that there was, you know, like you said, there's guys that are going to be playing for you going forward are going to get that time, get that work, and that you saw, well, you, were, you were impressed, you and Tom Thanel with Gavin Herberg, that there was going to be that that real competition for the quarterback spot. And and I guess just kind of take us through that, because I'm, I'm assuming Gavin Herberg's play probably had some kind of factor into this whole thing. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think it was more those uh, uh, for Karst, where, you know, he wants to be and, and be around his family and, and some of the things that are important to him and, you know, as he finishes out his collegiate career. So, you know, and he's a unique athlete, and he's got that um, rare ability that it's not just quarterback. He can go and play another position, and, um, you know, so he knows that, and he had the opportunity to come and continue to play quarterback, and that's what he wanted to do here at Mesa, and he was able to accomplish that. Um, And then last year with both guys being able to win two games as a starting quarterback and, the competition was going to be, you know, 100% open through the spring, and the guy that was able to come out and lead the team was ultimately going to be the guy. And, you know, we're also got a few exciting things going on here right now, and we've got a really strong quarterback room. You know, you got another guy in um, Kiai that was also able to come in and get some game time experience last year, a guy that's got very, very smart football IQ and a guy that can lead and, you know, he, he understands how to play the position as well. And then you got you got a young guy in Brock Bider, and, um, you know, I really can't say yet, but we got another one that's going to be here and, and competing this spring as we go through this thing. So, you know, that's an that's important position for us to be able to go out and make sure that we establish that through the spring and come out with a guy that's, that's going to be leading us moving forward into the fall. So... You know, I think it was just one of those deals, Jim, and, and, you know, we had a good conversation, and, you know, we, we love everything that Karch was able to do for the program, and, you know, he, he's, he's done a great job leading and getting his education and getting his degree and, and being able to put himself in this position. So, you know, uh, we're, we're happy with everything that's going on and excited about the future right now. Well, and like I was talking about with Gavin Herberg, a guy that, you know, from Pine Creek, recruited, I believe, by Russ Martin when, when he was still the coach and, and you know, went through, you know, being here with Tremaine Jackson, now with you last year, and, they, and you guys moved Gavin around a little bit last year, played some safety, played some receiver, that when he, he got put back into the quarterback spot, 
well, the last two games, I mean, he delivered eight touchdown passes, two touchdown runs, big win at Chadron State on the road, uh, that, that wild shootout to wrap up the season at home against New Mexico Islands. I mean, Gavin Herberg put up some very impressive numbers in those final two starts of the season. Well, and, and Gavin, you know, really one word for him, he's just a, he's a competitor. And that's the kind of guy that you like to see back there that uh, is fearless and just, you know, he's, he's not scared to let that thing rip. And um, so it was fun watching him compete those last uh, couple games and be able to get after it, like you said, and he really tore it up. And we're excited about where he's at. And, you know, Jim, this football thing's crazy as you go through it. You know, we actually had Gavin – um, when I was at Northern Colorado and, and was a commit there before the coaching change over there. And, you know, this thing makes a full circle. So just to be able to watch him go out and compete and um, continue to elevate his game. So I'm excited to watch him and his progression throughout this spring and um, really have this opportunity to lead. Colorado Mesa football coach Miles Coachaver with us. Just a couple more things, Miles. Uh, just one more about uh, Sebastian Campbell, Sabo Campbell, that played at Palisade, receiver for your football team. Uh, this past season that looks like he plans on leaving as well. Uh, I guess, can you shed any light on, on that situation? Oh, no, same thing with, with Sabo. You know, he had a decision to make and, and felt it was time that he kind of, you know, widened his horizon and, and be able to get out of Grand Junction a little bit. That was kind of ultimately what he wanted to do was, you know, go and explore and see what's out there. So I'm wishing – uh, Sabo, nothing but the best as he continues on. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy how this thing works, but at the same time, it also gives some guys some different opportunities to explore some things that are out there. Absolutely. Well, coming up on Wednesday, it's signing day, and we're going to have our uh, signing day event. We'll be broadcasting at the Blue Moon uh, downtown from uh, 5 until 6 o'clock coming up on Wednesday. I'll be down there uh, along with uh, Greg Wenzel. Of course, you'll be there, Tom Thanell, Trent Matthews as well, and, and hopefully some of the local players that you'll sign. I know this is, you, you can't tell us too much yet, but this is an exciting period because you're, you're restocking the shelves over at, uh, at CMU with your football program with some of these, uh, these players you'll be bringing in uh, when, you, when they put paper, uh, pen to paper coming up on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, it's, it's been exciting, man, and the, and the coaches and um, the staff have just done a great job of going out and finding, you know, our type of guys, guys that are going to go to work every single day, and, you know, it's, it's exciting looking at this class coming together. We've got a lot of guys that, you know, have already uh, obtained uh, associate's degrees and things through high school, and, you know, they're really driven on where they want to go and you know, that was a kind of a goal as we went through and, and identified this class and really had a purpose-driven um, goal of trying to find our type of guys, and I think we've done a great job and just proud of the staff and the work that they've been able to put in, um, you know, throughout this last year to really put this thing together and excited to get these guys, uh, you know, make it all official and get them signed up and, and join us here and, and be part of the Maverick family. Hey, Miles, I appreciate you coming on in such short notice to talk about this. Uh, looking forward to the event coming up on Wednesday. Make sure you join us at the Blue Moon downtown uh, from 5 to 6 o'clock. Uh, we're going to have food and drink specials. Uh, Brad's uh, rolling out the, the red carpet for everybody, uh, all the Maverick fans. Coming up Wednesday night, National uh, Signing Day for the Maverick football team. We'll be down there broadcasting live from 5 until 6 o'clock on the Team CMU Sports Network. Miles, uh, have a great rest of your day. Appreciate the time as always, my friend. No, I appreciate you, Jim. And that's what makes it special. So come on out and uh, join us just to kind of
celebrate this new class of Mavericks, and, uh, you know, that's what makes Grand Junction special, having people like Brad here that are, are Mavs for life, and um, we just appreciate everybody's support. So go Mavs. All right. Appreciate it, Miles. Take care. Thanks. All right. See you guys. All right. Miles Coach here for Coach of the Colorado Mesa football team. Some Shedding some light into some that. good insight, and, yeah. Yeah, with, uh, with Carstoner, sounds like, you know, he... There was some truth to what I was saying, that there's there was going to be competition for the quarterback spot. Karst wants to get closer to home in South Dakota. and I know that feeling. Yeah, and so, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it, it's understandable for a guy like Sabu Campbell, who's lived here all of his life, to have maybe an opportunity to go play someplace else. That's... Wish both those guys the best of luck. Both Absolutely. class young men, good individuals... And uh, wish them nothing but the very best going forward. I think both have been on our program at least a few times. Believe so, yeah. I, I know. I believe when Sabo signed, he was at the signing event that we had a few years ago. Nice. So he was there for that, and and of course we've had Karst on a couple of times uh, during his uh, two years quarterbacking for the Mavericks. All right. So uh, seven fifty. Jim along with Cake today. Text or call us 970-242-1340. Appreciate, like I said, in short notice, uh, Miles Cochaver coming on. Next hour is going to be really busy. Oh, yeah. Uh, coming up next hour, we'll go around the NFL, latest on the Broncos coaching search. Also getting you ready for a Championship Sunday as well. So uh, there's a lot to dive into in regard to that. Don't forget, it all starts this Sunday at noon, the NFC and AFC Championship Games on the Team Sports Network. Also, we'll talk with Colorado Mesa women's basketball coach Taylor Wagner. Maverick uh, men and women take on Western Colorado University Saturday here on the Team CMU Sports Network. And we'll have Mike DeGeorge, the notorious MDG, joining us in the 9 o'clock hour right around 9.40. Plus, uh, we continue our preview of uh, what's going to happen on February 7th out at Fruta, where uh, the Wildcats host Montrose. It will be their induction night for the uh, Fruta Monument Athletic Hall of Fame, and uh, Rich Paris, who was a member of the 1966 uh, Fruta High School State Championship football team, will join us coming up at the top of the 9 o'clock hour tomorrow. Brian Rush, who won a couple of state titles uh, on the mats at Fruta, will be going in. And um, also Sonny uh, Russell uh, Hansen, who was a state uh, track, uh, actually field champion for uh, Fruta Monument back in the day, went on to compete at CSU and Mesa as well, so uh, she'll be joining us on tomorrow's program as well. So text or call us, 970-242-1340. Mentioned the Nuggets uh, losing last night with four of their five starters out. Avalanche were not quiet last night. They were not on the ice last night. But they were making some moves. But they were making some moves. And last night getting veteran forward Matt Nieto and defenseman Ryan Merkley in a trade that sent forward Martin Kaut and defenseman Jacob McDonald to San Jose. So, uh, uh, the, the tread deadline comes up in March, but uh, Avs making some moves last night. NATO spent part of four seasons with the Avs uh, after being uh, claimed off waivers January 5th of 2017. And then he signed with the Sharks, a free agent, prior to the 2021 season. And so from 2017 to, to 2020, he was with the Avalanche. And uh, had he was, was a productive guy, not, not a top-line guy. And right now with all the injuries... NATO really fits what the Avalanche need right now in terms of some depth at the forward spot. But uh, 2017-2018 season, that year he set career highs in games played, 74, had 15 goals, and uh, eventually the Avalanche lost in the first round of the playoffs that year. But NATO has uh, eight goals this season for San Jose, a nice addition uh, for this team. 
what I think is hilarious is he was drafted by the Sharks, played for the Sharks for the beginning of his career, goes to the Avalanche, then goes back to the Sharks, and now goes back to the Avalanche. He goes back to the Avalanche. Back and forth and back and forth. Like, he might as well have, like, a house in San Jose and a house in Denver. <laughs> exactly. Know? Just have, yeah. Have a house in both, you know, both places, and and then wherever he's not playing in the one, he's just rent it out or verbo it for the other. On the next hour, we're going to talk more about this. All right, the future of one, Aaron Rodgers. Oh boy, Rodgers! This guy double check. Remember when Brett Favre, Brett Favre. Ended, ended up going to the Jets from Green Bay? Oh no. Could we see that happen again? Not Brett Favre this time, though, but the guy that replaced Brett Favre. He could cut off both his arms and both his legs. He would still be the best torso in football. That's entirely possible. We could see Aaron Rodgers pulling a Brett Favre. Now, if John Madden got arrested, so if he's still alive, would he say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers? I have no yeah, idea. Both arms cut off. He'd still be the best quarterback in football. I have no idea what Madden would say it's, about Rodgers. Sure. With all the other Rodgers stuff, right? Because it, it's not just his quarterback play. It's everything that goes with it. His affinity for celebrity women. His use of ayahuasca. His family drama. His hair. His immunization or whatever. Well, and, and now he's making a comment that he's a villain now. Oh, God. That because of Big Pharma, that that's why he's a villain. That the negative coverage he received in recent months flows directly from Big Pharma. All right. Just retire. <sighs> just retire. Just, just, just stop talking. Just stop talking. Just stop. Stop talking, Aaron. Foot. Stop. Meet mouth. Stop going on McAfee's show and saying stuff like that. We'll, uh. We'll dive into some of that coming up next hour, along with the latest in the Broncos coaching search. God knows where that is right now. Let's be honest. We don't. We don't. That's, no idea. We have no idea. We really don't. No, nobody like, else like, seems to know either. It's like trying to find a treasure map on the back of the Declaration of Independence at yeah. this point. <laughs> Thanks, Nick Cage. You're welcome. Appreciate that. All right. Hour two coming up next. Text or call the show today. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340.